Praise the Lord, I thank you for this word. I pray for those that are hearing this right now, that every person within the sound of my voice, those that are going to be watching this or listening to this on the internet, through a podcast, whatever, those that are, going to, that are here present. Lord, I pray that the blood of Jesus be over every person. Let your Holy Spirit just brood over right now and give us good fertile soil of hearts and minds anointing our eyes to see and ears to hear. Lord, that we'll be captivated, locked in to give you our best ear and full attention. Lord, I ask you to speak through me your words of life and truth that are sown into that good fertile soil and will take root, grow, and produce a hundredfold harvest of eternal fruit that remains as it is watered by the Spirit of God. And Lord, it will go forth as light shining in the darkness and dispelling any type of deception or lies in the enemy and bringing truth and revelation. And I thank you, Lord, for everything being accomplished through the preaching of this word, the teaching of this word, that your will to be done. And we bind anything of the enemy that would try to hinder or steal it in Jesus' name. We break his power right now. And we thank you, Lord, for your will being done through this word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, in Luke 5, 17, the Bible says that when Jesus was ministering in someone's house, it says the power of the Lord was present to heal the sick. Everything Jesus did, he did under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. When he was water baptized and came up, he did not begin his ministry as the office of the Son of God. He did everything under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And it's important that we understand that because he wanted to set an example for us. You know, he's, obviously he was the Son of God, but he did not really operate in that, that realm of the second in the Godhead. But he came as the Son of God, yes, but he came as the Son of Man operating under a mighty anointing. Because he wanted us to be able to see his example and come after him and do the works that he did. So when Jesus was water baptized, it says the Holy Spirit came upon him. Settled upon him gently like a dove would. I don't don't believe it was a bird. But the Holy Spirit settled on him like a garment. But rested on him gently like a dove would gently rest on something. And the Spirit of God came upon him. And the Bible says he went out and he was tested. He was tempted by the devil. And when he came back, it says he came back in the power of the Holy Spirit. And then he stood up in the synagogue and he read out of Isaiah where he said, What we sang tonight, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, has anointed me to preach good news, bind up and heal the brokenhearted, set the captives free. And you see the life of Jesus, Acts 10, 38, God anointed him. And he went around doing good, healing all oppressed of the devil. And the reason the Son of God appeared was at 1 John 3, 8, I believe, where it says that the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. How did he do it? By the anointing. The anointing is what breaks and destroys the yoke of bondage. The anointing is what actually drives out demonic spirits out of people's lives. It is what breaks the power of the devil in people's lives. It is what brings healing to people that are sick. It's what actually binds up and heals the brokenhearted. I mean, we pray and we believe God, but nonetheless, it's the Holy Spirit that flows in and actually causes the change. You see what I'm saying? And so Jesus did everything under a mighty anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so in Luke 5, 17, when he was about to minister, it says that the, the, the power of the Spirit of God was present to heal the sick. And let me just tell you that getting people into an atmosphere of the glory, I've been teaching on healing. This is probably the last one that I'll do. But getting people into an atmosphere of the glory is what brings about healing and deliverance. There's just something about being in the glory of God, the presence of God. John Paul Jackson saw in a vision, 
he saw, you remember over the tabernacle, there was the pillar of fire. And on the day of Pentecost, they had little bitty pillars of fire on them, okay? But there was a pillar of fire there, and he saw like a pillar of fire over a place in this vision. And in the vision, he said, any person, anybody, even sinners, it didn't matter, anybody that came into that pillar of God's glory was healed. It almost reminds you of the pool at, what was it, Bethesda, I believe, where the waters were stirred. Anybody that got in the pool was healed. But the glory of God was so thick. John Paul Jackson saw that. He said it was so thick in geographic locations. And he believes before Jesus comes, this will happen. That the glory of God was so thick in certain places that anybody that came into that glory was healed. It's the glory of God, His manifest presence, that brings healing. And that's what Jesus operated in. He walked under an open heaven. The Bible, Jesus actually said this to Nathaniel. He said, you will see the heavens open and angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Because there was an open heaven and there was a glory, there was a presence around His life. Just like we were studying the life of Catherine Kuhlman, it says that people could feel whenever she came in. Because why? Because the presence was with her. It wasn't anything about her. But see, people like Benny Hinn and Catherine Kuhlman have tapped into what I'm talking about tonight. Benny Hinn has understood that if he can lead people in worship and he can get them in the glory, that in the glory, healing is available. And if he can just get their eyes on Jesus, and so he'll preach Jesus, he'll preach him as the Savior, the Healer, the Deliverer, and if he can get their eyes on Jesus and get them in the glory, healings break out. And so in that glory, in that presence of God that's so thick, many times people have words of knowledge, and they'll say, "So this is being healed, this is being healed. But it's in that atmosphere of the glory. So we've talked about a lot of different things, but I want to share with you that if you can get people into the glory, you're getting them into a place where they can be healed. There, there was a man in the Brownsville Revival. I'll never forget this. I was in the altar area. And um, <clears throat> he showed me. I just happened to be there next to him. and we were, get, we were both getting prayer from one of the altar workers. And he showed me and the altar worker this driver's license picture. He had some kind of a, a disease or some kind of I don't know what you would call it, but anyway, his neck was huge. I'm talking like in the driver's license picture, his neck was probably three times the size of a normal man. Out to like here. I don't know what that is, if it was a disease or if it was some kind of a gland misfunction or something in his body that caused it, I have no idea. But anyway, I mean, this guy, he had a huge neck. But as, as he was showing me this driver's license picture, showing the altar worker, his neck was, I mean, almost back to completely normal compared to the picture. And he was saying the more that he was coming into that presence, the smaller his neck was getting. And I saw a lady at the Bay Revival, and she was saying, I'm not even sure that she really got specifically a word of knowledge or prayer about her need. She was an Oriental lady, and I saw her. I was in Mobile, and she was saying that night after night she was coming into the glory, and she had had some kind of a disease, but... She said every night that she was in the glory, she would go home and she was better. And she kept coming and she would go home and she was better. It was just being in the glory that was bringing health. There's something about being in God's manifest presence that brings health and strength. And people say, how do I build up my inner man? Well, you know, meditate on the Word, pray in the Spirit, but also be in God's presence. Because as you're in God's presence, you're like a sponge that's soaking up the glory of God and that is strengthening your inner man. It's bringing peace and rest to your soul. 
and it's strengthening and bringing health to your flesh. But it's in the glory. And then also in the glory, the Bible says in Proverbs 18, 21, that the power of life and death is in the tongue. I believe that if we could see in the realm of the Spirit very clearly, that people would be able to see the actual power of their mouth. Some people's mouths are the reason why they have most of the problems they have in their life. I believe it or not, I've over the years, I believe that people's mouth is their greatest hindrance because they've spoken things over themselves, they've spoken things over other people, and they've cursed themselves. They've said things negative about their health. they said things negative about their personality, about their finances. They've grumbled, they've complained, and they've spoke things that has cursed themselves and it's caused their, themselves to not be able to get breakthroughs into what God has for them because they've cursed themselves. But see, when you get into the glory of God, I don't understand necessarily the connection here, but I'm just going to tell you from experience that there's something about being in the glory in your own personal prayer life or at church. When you're in the glory and you begin to speak out blessings, there's something about speaking blessings in the glory that is very powerful. But life and death is in the tongue. And whenever there, there's people that have reported that as they began to stop cursing themselves and start deliberately blessing themselves, that they saw radical changes. One lady, she was overweight, couldn't lose weight, and somebody had told her, a minister had told her, quit cursing yourself, quit calling yourself fat, and start blessing yourself every day to lose weight and be healthy. And so she, she repented of it. She asked God's forgiveness. And she, she, I'm sure she took authority and said, I break the negative words off my life. I've spoken over my weight in Jesus' name. I break it off me. I pull it off. And she began to bless herself. And you know, in a year's time, she had lost a ton of weight. She wasn't able to before. There was one lady that she reported that she, had, uh, she was barren. She went to the doctor. This particular doctor was a Christian. And he felt that she needed to talk to a minister about it. And so I believe, if I remember the story correctly, he knew a minister, a friend of his, and sent her to him. And the minister asked her, said, was there a time in your life that you spoke something over yourself that could possibly have hindered you from getting pregnant? And she all of a sudden realized, she said, oh my goodness, see her parents, uh, they were sick. I believe maybe her father had died, her mother was sick. And she basically had to raise her brother and sister. And she spoke over herself growing up over and over and over. She spoke over herself. I'll never have kids. I don't want kids. And you know what? When she got older, she couldn't have kids. She had cursed herself. So that minister had led her in a prayer to renounce those words and pull them off herself and break them. And she spoke the opposite. She said, I will be having children. You know what? She, started, she got pregnant and had a child within a short amount of time. The power of words. If you want things to change in your life, quit cursing yourself. And I tell you, it, it grieves me because I hear people all the time say, and I'm, I'm saying this in love and respect, but I hear people all the time say some of the stupidest, thing, stupidest things you could ever imagine over themselves that you know that they don't actually want that to happen, but they'll say it over themselves. You're thinking, why are you saying that? And it doesn't matter. People say, well, Pastor Scott, it's not what I meant. It doesn't matter what you meant. It matters what came out of your mouth. It doesn't matter what you meant. It matters what you spoke. Well, I didn't mean it. It doesn't matter. What you spoke out of your mouth has the power of life and death. It has the power to, to create or destroy. 
in the glory of God if you will begin to speak out of your mouth blessings over yourself. You want to see things change, get into glory and begin to speak blessings over yourself. Begin to speak blessings over your finances. Begin to speak blessings throughout your house. And I promise you, friend, you're going to feel it. There will be a shift in the atmosphere. Especially if you're somebody that's been cursing yourself. And you break that and you start speaking the opposite. You want to see change? Then start doing it every day. In your prayer time, begin to make a list of things that you need to see a breakthrough. You need to see change. And begin to speak out every day over those things. I bless you in Jesus' name that things are turning. You need a breakthrough in your finances? Speak it out. I bless my finances with multiplication increase. And the Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes rich. So I bless you finances. That wealth is coming in. And start speaking that out every day. In another realm is faith confessions. When you've prayed about something. And you know you've prayed about it. You know it's the will of God. Then start speaking that. Don't speak the opposite. Don't get, go into your prayer life and be praying about something that you really need a breakthrough in. And then come out of your prayer chamber and start speaking out of your mouth. Well, I guess that's never going to happen. I guess God didn't hear me. You know, when you start speaking that way, you're speaking doubt, fear, and unbelief, and it's a hindrance. But if you'll come out of your prayer life and you'll start speaking out of your mouth, I prayed about this. I believe God's on the move. I believe things are happening. This is going to break open. This is coming to pass. I've prayed about it, and I believe it. When you start talking like that, that right there. Now, I'm going to tell you something else. Your words have so much power. I believe many times that, that people have actually been healed in a service. Pain has left. They've got a breakthrough. But they leave out of a church service and they start maybe a symptom, tries to creep back, and they start speaking out of their mouth, well, I guess I never was healed. And sure enough, it comes right back on them like it was before, maybe worse. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Your mouth will sustain a healing or will cause you to lose a healing. And the healing was there. It was available. And this is the truth. I've seen it. Over and over, I've seen people that got a healing. Something happened. But they left out and they started speaking doubt, fear, and unbelief and negativity. And it came back on them. So what we say has tremendous power. And just like, for example, whenever a minister is preaching. And they give out maybe a prophetic word. They say, I really feel... That God's on the move in this area. The last thing you want to do is be in that audience as some kind of a doubting Thomas. And you're sitting there within yourself saying, that's not true. That's not going to happen. And you have that type of attitude. And maybe you speak out of your mouth, that's not going to happen. You've just literally blocked yourself from being able to receive what God wants to do. What would it be like if the body of Christ, if Christians, would start using their faith. And every time the Lord was moving... And maybe there was a word, a prophetic word that was spoken. There was a word of knowledge or there was prayer for the sick. Instead of being negative, they would say it out loud, say, Lord, I receive everything you have for me. I believe. You know, I remember one time David Hogan, the power of God fell in, in the, one of their meetings and Jesus actually appeared to some people and his son was there and saw Jesus and he was on the ground under the power, but he saw the Lord. And he looked at Jesus and Jesus said, I'm going to have to leave this place because there's not enough faith. And David Hogan's son, by the grace of the Holy Spirit, said, Lord, I'll believe. And Jesus stopped and he stayed. You know what the Lord is looking for? He's looking for somebody just to believe. I'm telling you. 
How many times has healing flowed? We know the Word of God. We know the promises of God. And we go through here and we're going to lay hands on people. And people are waiting for some radical thing. Well, you know, if I'm struck by lightning, I fly through the air and, you know, all this radical stuff happens, then I'll believe I'm healed. Listen, just lay a hold of it by faith. You know, whenever you get prayer, say, Lord, I receive whatever I need. I receive this healing. And then go out speaking that, speaking faith. I know sometimes there's spiritual battles. I know sometimes you've got to get a break. I get that. That's part of the whole picture. But I promise you, a lot more miracles and a lot more healings will take place if people will get in the glory and they'll start using their mouth for their own blessings and benefit and faith. They'll speak out faith. Because you can literally speak and draw under yourself the blessings of God by what you say. And you can also set up a resistance to the things of God by what you say. It depends on what you say. It has a lot to do with it. So when the Lord is moving, you may see some TV preacher. And they're praying for people like this on the television. And don't sit there and, and get you know this scowl on your face and say, Well, God, God's not in that. God's not going to do anything. I say this with love, but somebody has that attitude, probably not for you. It probably won't happen for you. But somebody that will humble themselves and say, Lord, I come into agreement. The Bible says if two agree on earth, and I believe I receive whatever you have right now from me as this man of God's praying, I come into agreement with them. You watch as you don't feel the power of God start moving in your life in these areas. You see what I'm saying? It's about a heart attitude. It's about grabbing things by faith. So tonight, here's what I want you to say. Everybody say this out loud. Lord Jesus, I receive whatever you have for me tonight. The Bible says, we'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. I receive healing tonight. I receive a fresh anointing. Whatever you have for me, I take hold of it by faith. In Jesus' name. So tonight, here in just a moment, I'll pray for people who want prayer. And I want you just to lay hold of things by faith. So Zach, if you could take care of things for me. Recordings. We're going to lay hold of